What's up, what's what? up? Welcome back to another episode of Growing Up Gay with your boy Vaughn. And the one and only Malik. So Malik, how have you been since we last recorded? It's been two weeks since we last recorded. I've been up and down, listen, the moon, <laughs> <laughs> the energy. Well, you know, know, you know, that raggedy bitch retrograde was... Yeah. She was here. She was here. And she was here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's over, and, and, and I'm coming back into full form, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> and I guess full form means I, I'm, I'm feeling clear about things. You know, over the past few weeks, things have been a little bit kind of hazy for me. Um, I guess just not feeling, almost not feeling worthy of... of of some of the things that have been happening and almost kind of like being really dismissive of myself and my dreams and my aspirations and just like putting shit to the side, like, oh, you know, like almost forgetting who the fuck I am. Mm. Um, and, and, and my mom, you know, she does a great job at helping me remember that of, of, of who the fuck I am. And so I'm, I'm appreciative of her. I was on the phone with her the other day and, and she, I was, I was saying, I was like, mom, I want, to help people I want to change the world I want to inspire I want to be able to to touch people and and they know that you know I care about them and they know that they matter and and I hope that you know the stories that I'm telling that they that they matter and that the, and that people relate to them and she was like oh I'm gonna start calling you man oh and I said why she said because you're gonna she said because you're the the male Oprah and I was like oh, <laughs> oh mom, come through you're so sweet come through mom thank you for being my cheerleader you know and so I guess it's just great that parents are always there to boost you along when you're feeling down. Um, teaching in Chicago this weekend at the Free Movement Shop. So if you're in Chicago, let's flow, let's flow, let's flow. And so, you know, it, this this year, 2018, uh, I think has just been about seeing who's for you and who's not. You know, mm. there's some people that we all have spoken life into all year. And when and and when it was time for us to get our lives, they they were they were dead. You know, they weren't they weren't able to do shit. And I just think that um, all of that has kind of just come to pass now, and and, right. and and it's all come out in the wash. And now it's really, I'm in like the dryer. I'm drying. I'm getting all the wrinkles out. I'm 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 getting all the excess water out. And I'm just I'm just feeling really good about just the future you know and and we all go through the life is about up and down you know it's a storm and it's, it's all about how you navigate it while you're while you're in there i think that if you're able to be positive and, and, and stay the course the storm doesn't have to be as long and so that's just what i'm realizing that there there are things that i've gone through years ago similar things that i'm going through again this time but it feels different and I think it feels different this time because I'm more experienced. Um, I have a different outlook. I'm, I'm much more driven and passionate about um, just making shit happen. So over the last few weeks, I've been good overall. How have you been, friend? I've been, <clears throat> I've been pretty good. Like I think, like you said about like this year being, you know, teaching us things and kind of preparing for the next year i've been really working on um my manifestation shit like i'm trying to like prepare for 2019 because the year is basically over <laughs> like it's over. we we have little over two weeks left and the year is done um and 2018 has been like whew, 
like you said, so many ups and downs, so many, so much back and forth. Um, but it's taught me a trillion things. Um, so I'm really just trying to prepare for next year. That way I can take 2019 by storm, you know, no holds bar. Um, cause it really is about make. Cause I, I think once, once you pay attention to the things that you can manifest in life, or that you do manifest in life, I think you realize that, that like it's a reality, that it's something that you can actually do because I used to see people talk about it. And I mean, like I can still, you know, dispute the whole claims of manifestation because I've been saying forever that I'm going to work for Rihanna. I'm going to work for Rihanna. And I just, I'm still not employed by Fenty. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's meant but, for you to work for yourself and then you and Rihanna just collaborate because you're both two boss-ass bitches. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, But I, I do believe in manifestation because ever since I got into the world of hospitality, I've always said, like, like I remember I started at my first property, which was a property downtown in Atlanta. It wasn't a luxury property. It was a standard property. And I used to always say, like, this isn't where I belong. Like, I just, I, sh- I should be working around or I will be working around, like, luxury, high-end, you know, clientele. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am now. I'm at, you know, the flagship property for my, bl- for my brand in, you know, a extremely prominent area in New York. Yeah. And I used to always say, like, oh, I want to live in New York. I love the idea of living in New York, but it's expensive, you know. I don't know if I could ever make it happen, but I've always said that, like, I want to live in New York. Like, I, I, I know I need to live in New York because that's where all the hustle and bustle is. That's where the creatives are, et cetera, et cetera. And, you're doing and, now, and now I live in New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, I, I do believe in, in manifestation, but, like, I always doubted it. And I realized in order to get to that next level, I can't continue to doubt it. I have to fully believe in myself and do the work. Because it's not, you know, it's not all about sitting around and expecting things to come to you. You do have to do the work. And I believe part of that work is putting your, preparing yourself for, so that way when you're put in the space for that opportunity, you can get it. So that's that's really what I've been, um, really what I've been focused on the past, the past two weeks. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that people think that like people just blow up overnight. Like no one just blows up overnight. Like people right. are working, working, working. Right. And it just it, it and it it seems like it just happens to people on the outside looking in because they don't know how people have been hustling and busting and bustling it and making these connections and and just trying to make shit check out. And when it does pop off, it's like whoa. Right. How the how the fuck did this happen? But if you've been manifesting and actually sowing those seeds the whole time it's gonna pop off it's gonna take off for you and just like you said you started off at a nice at a not so nice property and look where you are now like you're in new york city doing exactly what you said you wanted to do and not and and you're there you know you're halfway there so it's like you just have to keep going right yeah absolutely absolutely um and i don't know that's just where i am and that's what i plan on doing I'm not slowing down at all. I'm actually really excited about 2019. I know it's going to be like an amazing year. I I really just genuinely and truly feel like it's going to be an amazing year. So I have a quick question. What's one thing that you're most excited about for 2019? Man, I'm most excited about our show. Mm. I think I look around and I just see how divisive um, and, and, and how misinformed people are when it comes to the queer experience. And then I mm. think about all the people that have 
written us and tweeted us and texted us and DM'd us and, 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 and all that shit, just saying how much they appreciate what we're talking about and, and, and saying how these these conversations are needed. And so I just, I want us to continue to add on. I want us to continue to, you know, be relevant and talk about things that are important and continue to profile people and continue to just shed the light on as, as many stories and experiences that, that are possible. I think I'm most excited about that because I think that um, it's the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely the the entire brand that is growing up gay is something that I can't wait to continue to expound upon and expand and incorporate others into because it's not just about us. I know right yep. now the show has not been nothing but <laughs> us, but it really is uh, far more than just Malik and I. It's about the community itself. So I really can't wait to incorporate the community into all things growing up gay. <laughs> yeah. And um, Wes, what are you looking forward to for 2019? Um, absolutely that. Absolutely yeah. that. Also, I'm looking forward into like getting myself out there more because I feel like so many people don't know who I am. And although I do love the mystery of, you know, who is Vaughn or like what exactly is Vaughn. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love the mystery of that. And I like... Because it's funny. I, I remember I saw someone the other day on the uh, on the train and I was like yo I know this person at first I wasn't sure who they were but I was like I swear this person is this person and I was like oh shit this person is this person and it was weird because it was like I knew so much about them and we've interacted but they know nothing about they have no clue I'm me yeah like and while that's kind of like Fun because, and exciting. Right. It's also <laughs> kind of weird because it's like, I know so much about this person. like, And I think that that's one of my, the things I've always been apprehensive about in regards to like showing, like sh- sharing myself with social media because it's like, these people don't really know me. So it's kind of weird that they know this much about me. But anyway, that's, that's definitely one thing um, I plan on that I'm excited for 2019, just being out there more connecting, meeting more people, hanging out with more people, and just getting myself out there and getting the brand out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So with that being said, we can go ahead and get into this week's Get It Together. So I'm going to pass things on over to Malik. So um, before we started talking, I was sharing with Vaughn a conversation I had with my mother about um, something I realized uh re- really young about being performative about <laughs> about uh performative behavior when it when it came when it comes to um who I am as a person and and, and who I was and and the way I grew up so when I was in in uh, like second or third grade I realized that there was like a difference um within the free lunch program right and it just was the kids who got free lunch and the kids who didn't and obviously you know being being in grade school like you want to have the same thing that all your friends have and so a lot of my friends had free lunch i'm like oh my gosh mom why don't i have free lunch and she was like oh well i don't qualify for free lunch because of you know how much money i make i i don't qualify and so i i wasn't able to really wrap my mind around why i wasn't able to have what my friends had and so what that separation um, was yeah i i I didn't understand what that separation was at the time and so as that developed once i realized what 
economic standing I came from around middle school, I was like, oh, I get it now, okay. Um, but then I realized that, okay, so I am paying for lunch and the other kids are not, and the other kids who are not paying for lunch, they're bullying me, they're, they're, they're calling me fag and this and that. And, you know, so that experience coupled in with me, with me like having this realization of my, of my economic standing, I then begin to use it as leverage when it came to building myself up and putting myself on a pedestal when it came to like trying to just feel better. Like, Hey, I may be black and gay, but at least I'm not poor, you know? Mm. And all in all, then as I continue to develop as an adult, I realized that maybe that mindset and maybe some of that behavior is really like protecting this shell within myself of trying to build myself up to, to feel stronger and better by myself by stepping on people and putting them down, right? And um, the other day I was at home and thinking to myself, who the fuck am I? Mm. <laughs> you Listen, know, that's a real conversation. Who the fuck am I? You know, ha- ha- have I really created this false reality in my mind that I am somehow better than others because of my current economic standing, you know, am I still using that same logic that I was using in, in grade school now to justify saying certain things to people? And, you know, I really had to take a step back and to really I look at the behavior and understand where it came from. So this week's get it together is for myself. Um, mm. You know, I think it's about really taking the magnifying glass and looking over your life and looking at how you treat people, looking at why you do things and say, where did it come from? And for me, it was about, it's always been about protection. It's always been about, you know, trying to make myself feel better because I was, (laughs) as as cliche as it sounds, you know, I was bullied for who I was. And, but it doesn't make it any better um, that you treat others shitty and you you know put yourself on this pedestal because of the fact and so the op- um, the oppressed are often the oppressor uh, often yes. become the oppressor i should say so that's, a- that's absolutely real. absolutely it's very real and so all in all you know just really checking myself on that and and, and understanding why i was doing it and that there's a better way um, you don't have to do that to feel good about yourself right. you can feel good about yourself by saying hey i am this I am great. And so I've been taking some time to really, like I said, talk about it with my mom, talk about it with my therapist, and just to really try to unpack some feelings and some thoughts. So this week's Get It Together is take a step back and ask yourself, were you a good person today? How did you treat people? Mm. How did you make people feel like... And why? And and, and why did you treat them that way? Why did you say that to them? Because all these... Everything has a why. And, Absolutely. And, and it's time for us to really peel back the human experience and to understand that, hey, we're not on equal playing field. You know, we weren't dealt an equal hand. And and, and, and with that being said, it, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, I have to uh, handicap people and, and, and you know, and, and treat them <laughs> nicely just because we're not equal but what it does mean is that hey i can be empathetic to that experience absolutely yeah i think that's a really good get it together um 
for this week, like Malik and I were talking, being gay, especially black and gay, a lot of our community is very performed. Like a lot of our community are performers. Yeah. It's it's performative. It's it's about reminding everyone or informing everyone or eluding yourself, to. I think, sometimes though. Like trying to like I think for me it always was about reinforcing what your worth. I, my worth. What you think you're worth. Right. And that's what, what I, I, I that's I'm what I was gonna say. I think our community but and I don't know if it's because we are thrown away by our own community by the black community but we all the the i've noticed the gay uh, black community always feels the need to be better than others always feels the including each other it's always i might be this but at least i have this this and that and a lot of it is performative that's why you know people always joke about how people are, are, are willing to live with like five roommates just so that they can purchase, you know, a pair of shoes, or they're willing to scam. And and I've definitely said this myself on social media. Like, you remember when that young man, the Tyrone gentleman from the Howard University, was scamming? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're really about to go to jail yes. for some years just so you can get on Instagram and stunt in front of the other gays. And I was like. That's see that's <laughs> that's and I hate to sound like one of those, but that's a problem with the black community because you know what when white people scam they invest <laughs> like it's not just about you know a pair of Gucci shoes like when they scam they're trying to like live off that scam for the rest like of their a life real come up <laughs> right they're trying to like <laughs> they're trying to build a business with that scam whereas I feel like the 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 gay black community is uh, is cons- you know consistently trying to perform. Um, above, you know, where they above their means, if you will, absolutely. And that's what um, Malik and I were talking about earlier, uh, prior to recording. That like it, it's true, our community is very performative, and that affects the way we treat others and especially each other. Like everything from like going out to the clubs. Like I've seen people make such, you know, uh, and I, and I think Kid Fury has talked about this before. Well, not I think he has talked about this before, where he's like, "I don't go to the club to look cute. I go to the club to have fun." So all you gays that are sitting around judging everybody and you standoffish and you don't want to dance and you in the corner staring, making stank faces, et cetera, et cetera, like that really is the gay community, the, especially the black gay community. It's kind of like Malik and I were saying this earlier too. It's like America's Next Top Model, but like <laughs> everyone's Instagram post is like their photo for the week. <laughs> 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 and I guess trade is Tyra Banks. <laughs> That's exactly Tyra is. <laughs> trade is Tyra Banks. It's like I have one photo. I have one like. <laughs> one left with my thumb. <laughs> it was like everyone's trying to get that one like, but that that's a that's a great get it together. That's a great get it together. <laughs> there. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, we're gonna take a short little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrowingUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. All right, so this week's Growing Up Gay, um, I wanted to discuss dating in the queer world. Um, and how the netero... He- sorry how the heteronormative structure that we've consumed our whole life has, you know, shaped, or has it shaped, 
how um, we date. And I really want to have this discussion because I was uh, talking with friends at dinner and we were talking about different things like dating. And one of my uh, one of my homegirls was like, so like in gay relationships, um, who pays? Like when y'all go out for dinner, or if like y'all are on a date, how do you decide who pays? And for me, I was like, why is that a question? But then I thought about it and I was like, no, I get, I get why it's a question. Because for me, and in re- regards to that question, if you ask me out on a date, you're paying. If I ask you out on a date, I'm paying. That's my answer to that, that question. At least in the dating stage, that is. Now, once the relationship is settled, then of course, either one can pay. It doesn't really matter. But that kind of in, um, helped shape this topic, if you will. So... I wanted to start with, do we subs- do you, Malik, subscribe to assign roles of the community? Or have you cultivated kind of your own roles when it comes to dating? Like, are you someone that's, I'm the quote-unquote man in the relationship? Or do you do otherwise? Like, how, how do you approach things? Or how do you like to approach things? Well, when I first started dating at 18... Um I definitely was that typical, like, trying to be hyper-masculine, so, so trying to be the more dominant one, the more manly one in the relationship. And, and I think right. that was specifically because of the fact that I, um, <laughs> I'm i a top. And mm-hmm. so um, I always was taught that, you know, the top is the more masculine one, you know, th- they're this and they're that. And so I don't subscribe to those standards anymore, but definitely the first shit, six seven years i was out i did and 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 i was performing and 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 acting but now that um i've had a lot more experience in dating i don't anymore my last relationship we both were pretty much like mild guys we weren't hyper feminine we weren't hyper masculine we just were kind of just ourselves essentially i guess butch if you will um you know <laughs> fem, for, fem, fem queens <laughs> yeah a butch queen you butch know. queen i'm just, sorry butch queen yeah yeah queen. Butch, butch queen, queen. just to give it you know uh verbiage um so that's where i am now i'm, I'm kind of like just like in this middle kind of just creating my own shit like i don't I, I I I have this expression. If I can't come home after a long day of work and say, "Ooh, girl, I'm tired," <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I am so tired. <laughs> if I cannot come home to my man and say, "Bitch, I am tired," <laughs> and that not be okay, then what are we doing? Like, <laughs> that's real, girl. I'm tired. Girl, that's, I'm tired. That's real. So you, but you do subscribe to the whole top, bottom. Thing. I I subscribe to top and bottom, but I don't subscribe to the top has to be more masculine and the bottom has to be more feminine. So how I do you feel about the verse community? Because I, I think, always see this this on Twitter where, where people where people are like, oh, the verse verse niggas are, are useless or they kind of, they kind of like, yeah. and it tends to mostly come from bottoms. And I'm always like, why is that a thing? Like, if someone is throwing dick in your direction, isn't that all you're interested in is the dick? Like, why are you worried about? anything else see i think i think some bottoms that say say that shit are bothered that verses are having their cake and eating it too and you you know it's funny i was thinking it's one of two things one they either view their man as less masculine because he's taking dick which is problematic and 
an issue that people need to address. So I figure that it's either that or it's the insecurity that their man is going to one day want some dick and they're not going to be able to deliver it. Well, I think it could be both. I mean, obviously, there is this systemic thing in our minds that, (laughs) you know... If you're a dick in the booty ass nigga, then, <laughs> um, then you are essentially less than. And so right. I think that reigns true when it comes to bottoms dating verse guys. Like I, I, I do think some bottoms think that they are subservient when it comes to tops. Like right. th- they're less than essentially. And so um, I think it could be both things, Vaughn. Like, yeah, it could be both. Okay, cool. Cool. Because I personally, um, in regards to the the man or the, the, the quote-unquote man or the quote-unquote woman in the relationship, I think all of that is stupid. Although I will say, I think the roles that people can subscribe to or is if one is more domestic than the other. I definitely I think agree. that's the only one. Like for me, I'm a nurturer. Anyone that knows me knows this i love to take care of people i love to cook for people i like to like clean i like to i'm my my mother raised me to be very independent right since i was like nine or eight i could genuinely cook a meal and clean a house like when i say cook a meal i don't mean like hot pockets i mean like thaw thaw the chicken season the chicken make some rice um you know like the works (laughs) like i remember when i was like 14 and i lived in atlanta and my friends were coming over the house and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to make some barbecue chicken. I'm going to make some macaroni. And I'm going to make, I think I made, like, rice. Or I made something. I mean, I know I made barbecue chicken and macaroni something else. And, like, they I, were all gagging. They were gagging. Like, I, skinned, <laughs> I, I, I washed the chicken. I skinned the chicken. I seasoned it. I made my own barbecue sauce because I've always made my own barbecue sauce. It just tastes better when you make your own barbecue sauce. Damn. Um, it's easy to make. It's just brown sugar, ketchup, little, little things. But although I get a little fancy, sometimes I make like a mango barbecue sauce or a pineapple barbecue sauce or like a, a, a Asian fusion barbecue sauce. Anyway, so I remember I was like, for, and mind you, my friends for the most part were like 16, 15. And I was like, y'all can't like, y'all don't, and none of them knew how to cook. Not one of them. And it was so fascinating to me. And like the older I got, the like the more people people I met, it was rare to find, especially a man that can like actually cook. Yeah, and like and not like make breakfast, but like you can like really cook. Like I sometimes make Thanksgiving. Well, when I lived with my mother, my mother would be like, "Okay, you're cooking all of this for Thanksgiving, and I'm just gonna make the turkey and the ham." (laughs) Like, (laughs) so I've I've always known how to cook. So I do believe that you can subscribe to those those roles and relationships because not everyone is domestic yeah and and those are just more like human traits you know i don't yeah and i think like learned behavior is obviously growing up with a mom and dad seeing how they interact seeing that you know that your dad is more masculine your mom is is the homemaker and then you imitate that within your relationships which nine out of ten fails when it comes to gay men because obviously we can't use that that structure when it comes to structuring our relationships because they're not the same. The, right. the, the dynamics are completely different. So, for sure. But I will say this. Like, for... Okay, because, like I said, I don't subscribe to that. But I will say, I personally, like someone that's a bit more take charge. Like, I don't... I like someone that's like, 
oh, I made plans, just get dressed. I think that, I think anytime there's someone that is being aggressive in the sense of wanting to surprise us, do for us, take care of us, like everyone wants to be catered to, whether you're a man or you're a woman. So I think that we like really get hung up on shit that's just like chivalry like come mm. on like be decent why, <laughs> that's real like that's why, real. why does common decency have to be caught up in a top or a bottom like, or a role that's or, absolutely or, yeah or, or a role like it's just human right that's ab- that's actually absolutely true yeah that's like absolutely yeah true. so i'm not i'm not i'm not fucking with that like i i, I can't deal with for me like if if you want to date me and you're waiting for me to to call you and make plans every fucking time and to do all that, then you 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 would <laughs> then like, you're gonna be waiting. You be waiting. <laughs> you be one like, waiting ass nigga. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I, I I like to bend over backwards. Like I like to do all of that. Literally and figuratively, because you you and your yoga. I, hey, I, I'm, I'm a very bendy bitch. But all that being said. <laughs> You know, I I like doing that. I don't mind, but I do want to feel like it's reciprocated. Absolutely. And, you know, that's something that that's a part of one of my love languages. You know, verbal affirmation and mm. and, and 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 people actually showing up for me and doing what they doing what they say they're gonna do. It's actually pretty interesting that you mentioned that because that was the next thing that I wanted to get into. Um, first, what are your love languages? So I just mentioned one. One is verbal affirmation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, growing up in a household where my father did not really tell me he lo- he loved me a lot, you know, you go seeking that in the in in <laughs> the wrong motherfucking way sometimes. Word. So I do want to hear that from my partner. Hey, you look good. Hey, right. I love you. Like I I, I want to hear it because although you can show it, but you need to show it and say it like words. Are important. Another another one of my love languages is just touch me. Just I, I just want you to have your hands all over me, like so affection. <laughs> affection. Right. I love affection. And I love verbal affirmation. What are yours? Um. Actually, affection is pretty high on my list as well. Um. It's funny because I. <laughs> I don't like a lot of attention, but I kind of need a lot of attention, if you will. Like, I'm someone where, like, I don't want you to talk to me every day. Like, I don't need you. I don't need you to talk to me every day. But I am going to look at you kind of crazy if, like, I haven't heard from you in two days. I completely agree. You know what I mean? Like, you don't got to, like, we don't have to talk for four hours. No. But, like, bitch, I better get a, 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 a how was your day text <laughs> or, or something. You know what I mean? Like... And let me know you're thinking about me. Right. So that's definitely one of them. Um, acts of service is another one. Um, mm. Because I... And it's funny because I have, a, I have a... Anyone that knows me knows I have a huge problem with letting anyone do anything for me. Except for my dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I will never ask anyone for anything. I will go out of my... I always say this. I always go out of my own way. Like, I'll make myself uncomfortable before I make anyone even the slightest bit uncomfortable. Um, do you think that's because you don't think people can do it how you can do it? You know what it is? I would rather deal with my own discomfort than someone else's. Got it. 
So I would rather make myself extremely uncomfortable than make someone else slightly uncomfortable. Because then I got to deal with their discomfort, and that's just a lot. Like, I just don't have time to deal with anyone else's discomfort. But I'm fully equipped to handle my own. So, but acts of service, like, if you do something for me to show me that you care, like, it, it could be something super simple, like, like, even, I don't know, if you know I had, like, a long day or something, and I was to get back, and you were, like, I don't know, I don't know, you did something for me to make, like, my night easier, that would mean a lot to me. Yeah. Like, if you walked the dog for me, that way when I got home, I didn't have to, like, that, because it is cold outside. So walking your dog in the cold is not fun. So that that's something that's sweet. And like like I said, because I do that naturally for other people, like I, I'm a nurturer, just naturally. When but I don't I don't do it looking for anything. But when someone does that for me, it's like oh that's really sweet. Um, and then the last one is gift. I, I like gifts. I I I like gifts. I'm sorry. Like I like gifts. I like that's a love language of mine. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I, I want to be winded. <laughs> right. I want, I want nice shit. Right. <laughs> yes. I, you mean I am? I like gifts. Please give me a gift. Right. So that's the. But the reason why I wanted to get into that is because the next thing I wanted to focus on was what is dating Malik like? Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> no, dating me is the best time of your life. It's so fun. Um, dating Malik is. A roller coaster, seriously, it's up and down because I'm uh, a really complex person in the aspect of like I like to be at home, I like to go out, I like to party, I like to be with my man. Like dating, dating Malik is is you and I a perfect Saturday is you and I waking up next to each other and I look at you like ugh, go brush your teeth. get yourself together go yeah and then come back but um dating me is i i think like my last relationship um if you if you pour into me and and, and, I'm, and I'm talking about like showing up for me i think that's the biggest thing for me is showing up and being present right because um it's something that i struggle with feeling like i i'm always pouring myself into people and never mm-hmm. getting it back in return mm, that's so, real and so for me it, it, it's really important that the person that i date sees me and 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 really gives me the time and energy that i need to grow and 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 to bloom and blossom and i think that unfortunately like the last relationship relationship i was in i didn't get that i didn't get the time and the 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 affirmation and the just the development i didn't get any of that right and 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 i really took a lot of time out of myself to keep pouring into someone that wasn't pouring into me because i felt like the more i pour into that person they'll pour into me so dating me you figured at some point it would overflow it back into you of course i i i definitely i definitely thought that the more i pour into that person the later on i would get all of those deposits back but it, it never happens that way it's just something people tell themselves when they don't value themselves enough um all in all i think for me now it's like i just need somebody that's gonna be in it for the long haul like how can you like how you said earlier how can you make my day better like how can you push me 
Like right. how how can you inspire me? Like how can we inspire each other? I'm not looking for anyone that's that that's just looking to just get by. Like Ooh, I need say people, that. I need people that are dreamers and and and, and and wanters and like somebody who can come out and and motivate me and get this bread with me and say, baby, what are you doing to, to make this happen? Like right. so, dating me is gonna be me doing that for you. Like I'm all about people. Just like I said earlier, we're talking about manifesting your dreams, and so I want to be with people that are that that do that because that's how I am, and so. Whatever I pour into you, I want you to pour back into me. So that's what dating me is like. It's a whole like push and pull. It's pour. an ev and flow. It's an yeah. ev and flow. Yeah, yeah. Which is I, which I, I agree with tremendously, um, because I think that's what a healthy relationship is. It's an ev and flow of love, of respect, of of passion, of responsibility, of growth, of development of honor and respect like it's an ebb and flow to where it's you guys are always on an equal playing field everyone is fulfilled if you will um but that actually leads into my next question so we had a discussion episodes a few episodes ago where we broke up the difference between our preferences yeah and what our actual type was Uh and there was yesterday there was a discussion in regards to um Lyra Galore, I don't know if you know who that is. I know exactly who she is. She was okay. on Ayala Benzant. <laughs> she, was on, she was on Fix My Life. I'm dying at that being your point of reference. So <laughs> there's a there's a, 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 a beautiful young lady on Instagram. Um, she's a designer, influencer, um, whose name is Kayla Williams. She and Lyra Galore both happen to be pregnant at the same time. By the same this, nigga? Yeah. But oh, he's the CEO shit. of QC Quality Control, which is oh, yeah, Migos, P. Cardi B. Right. So, he he's not conventionally um, attractive. No. Uh, but <laughs> his money long. So, yes. So, the, there was a, a question posted um, where a young lady was basically saying, ladies, be honest. Um does money make someone more attractive? And I, I, you know, stated that, no, it doesn't. But what it does do is offer a level of um, security that is more important to people than looks. They're willing to bypass the physical sure, because they know they have the comfort of wealth. So... My question to you is first, what are your preferences versus your type? And what are the things and do you think what what matters most to you? And so in in if you met someone, right? Say you met someone that had all of, you know, your type, you know, down but not necessarily all of your preferences. Where for you are your give and takes? What is an absolute for you versus what can you make work? It's a loaded question. It's a, it's a loaded question. So I met someone new recently, just, you know, a cool person. And they are, the kind of work they do requires them to be, to be sleep really early. Like I'm talking like seven o'clock. 
they're in Ooh. the bed. It's like seven p.m. They're 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 Ooh. done for the night. They're in the bed. They're, they're they're not up. They're not going to the clubs. They're not partying. They're not doing any of that shit. Like they're working. They're home, and that's it. And <clears throat> that because you know, like I like to have, I like to get out here. I like you're to on the town. town, right? I'm on the town, you know. But for me, what's more important now is stability. Mm. What's what's more important to me now is comfort. Um, how can I live? You know. Will we be able to travel? You know, can we build a family? Can you, can we sustain our lives on this income? Um, that's what's more important to me now. Because here's the thing: you may be a depressed bitch, but if you are a broke depressed bitch, you're even sadder. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's real. And so for me, I really want stability in my life. And I want comfort in my life. And so my preferences are I prefer you to make just as much, if not more money than I do. Mm. I would like for you to be really uh, close to your family, to have a great rapport with them, to love them, to you know respect them and, 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 and be close with them. And I also would like for you to really be into me, like wholeheartedly, like, and, 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 and only have eyes for me. Like that's, where I am right now. So I I remember my mom used to say, money makes everybody look good. And <laughs> real. For real. And I think it's really just like you said, just how just So what is what is your type? The type not of preferences. Guy. Not type. preferences. My type is my type is uh Brown, dark skin. That's preference. Type. Type. Yes, your type. Uh, my type of guy. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So my type of guy is. Attentive, first of all. First things first. They need to be attentive because you've already mm, stated that you want them to be my into you. Yeah. So, the type of guy that I'm looking for, wow, why the fuck did I just, like, curveball <laughs> right now? Um, yeah, so definitely be attentive, definitely be into me. Um, be a hard worker, for sure. Mm-hmm. Be motivated within your career, and be established in that regard, because I don't want to be, like, I'm fine with you continuing, like, building something, but I don't want you to have just started building something. Like, mm. be already have a, like, already have a solid At foundation. least have the parts, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> have, have don't still be fa- trying to go back and forth to Home Depot. I need you Please. to have the parts. <laughs> have a solid foundation with who you are already as a man. Because the worst thing is, is, is to, to get into a relationship and try to build yourself up or create yourself as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just it's just confusing if you don't already know who you are and what you want. Um, so just someone that that's really secure in that regard of their presence, where they want to go, and how they're going to get there. Like, have a roadmap. That's my type. That's your type. That's my type. For me, and it's funny because I had this I had this discussion earlier with my friends because we were discussing age, right? And I was always super against dating anyone younger than me, like super, super against dating anyone younger than me because one thing that I like in a man or quality that I like in a man is someone that is established. 
someone that not necessarily and when i say established i don't mean worth x amount of dollars but someone that has their shit together because as someone that's you know getting better at having my shit together that's like i almost have my shit together (laughs) as someone that's getting closer to having my shit together i don't necessarily know if i'm trying to date someone that doesn't have their shit together what does that um, look like for you? Like, like describe what that, <clears throat> what that looks like. What that looks... And, and honestly, a lot of it comes from because I don't have my shit together. Like, I'll be a thousand percent honest. I'm still trying to figure out what I want um, fully for myself. Well, that's a lot. I know what I want for myself. I'm still trying to figure out how to make what I want for myself happen. I'm still trying to to get myself to a place where I'm financially secure. I'm still trying to get myself to a place where I'm emotionally secure and I'm still trying to get myself to a, a place where I'm confident in myself, right? Do you think it's fair so, to want those things from someone if you're not Well, see, that's a thing. That's a thing. You don't necessarily have to have them, mm-hmm. but... but- but you have, have the to desire be, to want to get there. Thank you. You have to be mm-hmm. working towards those things. So when I say have those things together, I mean, you know, where, much like me, you know where you're trying to be. You know where you're trying to get to. Right? Because, I, like I said, I've been in, I've dated someone, not, I have been in a relationship, but I've dated someone that pretty much had no clue what was going on. <laughs> it was like they didn't know... If the sky was falling, they didn't know, like, they didn't, they knew, not, they didn't have anything together. Mm-hmm. Like, at any, they were still making, like, dumb decisions. And they were older than me. And for me, that was just a turnoff. Like, to be, like, 35 and spending, you know, X amount of dollars on weed, but then having to borrow $20 for gas. Not, you yeah. know, your priorities yeah. are, are out of whack. It's a no-go, sis. That's that's a no-go. So, yeah. that's definitely one of them. Ambition. Ambition is my biggest, biggest, biggest ask. I can't date someone that's not ambitious. I want a lot out of life. <clears throat> I don't want the typical 9 to 5, um, <clears throat> hoping a sale happens life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm all for people that... Um, I actually find it really endearing when someone is content with the the, the typical. Because I feel like so many people want more, right? So many people want these luxurious lifestyles. And so many people want the the Louis and the Gucci. And, like, so many people want those things, right? I I, I find it super admirable um, when someone is like, nah, I don't care about that shit. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I like my 9 to 5. I like, you know the house that I live in. I, I, to me, I think it's super um, admirable, but I'm one of those people that wants to find her things out of life. And for me, it's not about labels or any of that kind of stuff. For me, it's it's the freedom to travel. It's the freedom to explore culture. It's the freedom to have kids and afford them those experiences. Like, I yeah. want to be able to, to send my child to Paris for the summer. I want to be able to make sure my, my child can go to classes and learn multiple languages. I want to make sure that my child never has to want or need for anything. I want to afford those things for my child. It really, it, as much as it is about me, it's it's about, because I know I want to have kids and yeah. I know I want to afford them those things. Also, 
if I want to go into the fucking Gucci store and, and spend $10,000, I want to be able to go into the fucking Gucci store and spend $10,000. If I want to go, if I want to go into Target and spend $500, I want to be able to go into Target and spend $500 and not have to think about it. You know what I mean? I want, I know I want those things out of life. So you have to be ambitious. You have to be hardworking and you have to be striving for more. But ambition is a huge one. Another huge one for me is someone that's smart with their finances. Because again, I know the sacrifices I'm making to make sure that my finances look right. I want someone that's willing to do the same. So someone that's not good with money no, that's that's not going to work for me. Um, another type, security. Now, this does not have anything to do with finances for me. When I say security, I'm talking about how the overall way someone makes me feel. Right? I like someone that can provide me with a, a, a certain level of security. Mm-hmm. I, I want, I like someone that like you know this person is just only here for you nothing right. else matters the sun rises and sets on your name and on your face now now see <laughs> yes and no because like i said i don't like too much attention so i don't need you to like cloud me or whatever the case may be and i well, and i, and I don't not, have to be i don't have to be you, your but life. i just think i just think more so in the sense of like hey like that person that's, has me. That's Bay. Like I, I can got trust you. Like, that person. Ride or die. Like right. If because shit goes I don't. Down, you know. Here's what the it thing. Is. I don't trust a lot of people, and I don't let a lot of people in at all. Like I don't. Like I have friends that I've been friends with forever that don't know a lot of things about me because I don't trust easily. <laughs> I guess you could say I have trust issues. Mm-hmm. So if I get even an inkling, I'm like, hmm. I don't. You know, it's easy for me. So if you can provide me with a certain level of security. That's high on my list. But I would have to say my type, ambitious, hardworking, secure, confident, and humorous. Also respectful. I, I Nothing is, is more of a turnoff to me than when someone is disrespectful. Like when they're just plain out, out and out disrespectful. Like if you're rude to um, someone in the world of service for like no reason... Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like that will be no. I think that I think that's just despicable. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. That yeah. It, like even if you leave a bad tip or something, I'm gonna be looking at you like, ew. Like why would you? Like why would you? You know what I mean? Like if you're one of those, oh, I'm just gonna get five dollars, but you spent ninety dollars on your meal. Sheesh. I'm gonna be yeah. looking at you like mm, no. That's tacky. That's tacky, right? Yeah, that's tacky. It's tacky. Like that's if tacky. if if the waitress, you know, brings you the wrong drink and you stank, or you're rude, or if you're one of those people that's like you're so impatient to where you're disrespecting someone in, in the world of service. No, because I come from that world. Yeah, and I and I'm. Even if I wasn't, I think everyone deserves to be treated equally. Like, that's that's a bare minimum for me. Now, if someone is out of pocket, <laughs> you know, if, if sis woke up on the wrong side of the bed and she decided to try you, I might be a little more lenient to you having to, like, kind of get her together. But at the same time, even in those instances, I'm kind of like, it's tacky. 
So that's that. I think that's my type. 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 <laughs> type. That's my type. So, so say you get into a relationship, right? This person knows your love languages. They're your type, and you know, feel your preferences. You guys are dating. Who's doing the cooking and the cleaning? Are you a, are you a domestic? Are so you I would, sharing I would prefer, those responsibilities? I prefer those be like joint responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I like to cook. People, if, if, anyone who knows me, I, I always have people over. I love cooking for people. You do I like love to hosting. cook. I love hosting. I love cooking. I love doing all that shit. You are a hosting ass. <laughs> but I yeah. want it to be a split thing because I will get burnt out doing that shit all the time. Right. Like it, it, it needs to be a collective effort. Like whether we cook half the time and go out half the time or whether we, you know, hire a maid for half the week, like they're not a maid, hire, hire a housekeeper or something half the week. Like we have to come to some kind of like common ground. Balance. Whether we both, yeah, there has to be a balance. Like I don't ever want to be, the sole person doing it. I never want them to be the sole person doing it. Whether we do it together, like there has to be some would, kind of just. Would you like, rather be the cook or the cleaner? I rather, you know what? Honestly, I'd rather be the cleaner. <laughs> okay. And let, and let me tell you why. <laughs> I'd rather be the cleaner for certain areas, certain areas of the house. Like really? Yes. Like mm. I'm very particular about the kitchen and the most me <laughs> too i know a lot of people are like the kitchen in the living room i'm so yes i'm so anal about the kitchen in the living room especially the way you load that fucking dishwasher oh me, my god <laughs> let me tell you if you do not load that dishwasher in the in a particular order i will have a fucking hissy <laughs> I will be so pissy. Like, I'll be, like, thinking to myself, like, why the fuck this nigga dishwasher like this? Like, why you got this big-ass pan in a goddamn... If you don't rinse why? this shit out, that's rinse what out the pan. That's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> yes, like, that is me. So, that's me. like, cleaning, I am so anal about cleaning. Like, right. hey, shit has to be done a certain way. Right. And I, I, I often find that a lot of people don't don't know how to clean. A lot of people Ooh. do not Ooh, know. I, they they don't know how to clean. Like yeah. I will go to someone's house and 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 look at their dishes and they're half clean. Yo, like, wow, what yo, the fuck, bro? When, when I was younger, I used to have the wor- and I still kind of do this. I used to have the worst habit of going over people's house and cleaning. Like <laughs> I, I I'll never forget. I had a friend named Jessica, a little white girl named Jessica. Her dad, every single time I came over, he would be like, "Well, I know the place is gonna be cleaned." Because, like, I would literally be in her room, like, oh, let me just pick this up for you. Let me just put this, oh, just put this book over here with these books. It just looks better over, okay, just put this, like, literally, and she would be like, you can, you can, okay, stop. (laughs) You don't have to clean my room for me. I have a horrible habit of doing that. Um, That's hilarious. Funny enough for me, I find cleaning and cooking to be really relaxing. Um, (laughs) Anyway, like, for me... I, it's so ideal to like get up early, like listen to some music and just clean with like my like diffuser going and just mm-hmm. like I just zone out. Like there's nothing better than like clean house and like a good meal. Yeah, I like that combination. I like that combination. I, so I when know. it when it comes to bills, are you a we're splitting everything down the middle kind of person, or are you a I got the rent, you worry about the other kind of stuff? kind of person 
I'm very much so like, listen, nigga, we we, <laughs> we split this fifty fifty. Um, we we are two men, like we're two bosses. Let's come together and right. let's 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 make this household like happen. Like I, if you want to take care of the household, sure. If that's if you just are just gung ho on that, you just have to do this. You know, you don't feel right. If you don't do it, I'm not gonna take that away from you, my brother. <laughs> by you all means, your by money is our means, money, or my money is my money. <laughs> that's it. By all means, like you know, if you just are, be just, my you guess. Have to do it, but I much rather I split it. I think that's how it should be. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't ever see a time where someone should be paying the rent by themselves unless you, you, know, you know we're going through like a hard time. I wanted to ask this question because my friend earlier was like, oh, if we split everything down the middle, that means we roommates. <laughs> we don't go together. <laughs> he was like, you ain't my man. We're roommates. And I was dying laughing because I was like, I don't that's, agree with that. That's hilarious. I don't that. either, but it was hilarious when she said it. When she said it. She was like, listen, if we're splitting everything down the middle, we're roommates. <laughs> You're not my man. <laughs> and roommates you know aren't entitled to certain things. I <laughs> and I was a- dying laughing. I have a girlfriend, and she said, and she says the same thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of women do agree with that, that statement for sure. Absolutely. That I think you know it's kind of been structured that way, where the man is supposed to quote unquote bring home the bacon or the bagels, like Peter's dumbass wants us to say. But we're not even gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> okay. So, what does it take to catch Malik's attention? I don't think I'm in it. I don't think I'm intimidating when you just see me out and about, but I've gotten that before. Um, you know, I think if you if you're able to just walk up to me and just start and strike a conversation, that's just the sexiest thing because I love talking to people. Like I've never been a stranger in my life, and so if someone's able to just walk up to me and say, "Hey, how are you doing? Like, what's your name? Like, right. I'll be, I'll hold a conversation with you. Like, I've never met a stranger in my life, so." how you get my attention, how you talk to me is just by saying hello and, and, and having a presence about yourself to carry a conversation about whatever. That's real. Yeah. I, I agree. I always say nothing would be more attractive to me than somebody walking up to me and be like, yo, I'm trying to get your number. And Damn. and when I say that, I say that because I don't put myself and I'm not talking in, in well, okay, here's the thing. I don't I don't go to like many gay centered places. Not that I don't want to. I just don't <laughs> like I haven't yet. I plan on it. I know it's going to happen. I just don't. So if someone was to walk up to me, like say I was walking around Central Park and a dude was to be like, I'm sorry if, you know, this comes off as disrespectful, but you're really handsome. And I was wondering if like, if you ain't gay, because I, I, again, I'm more um, a bit more masculine presenting. So to me, that would be weird because it's like, oh, you really confident. Like you're so confident, and you were so gun ho that like you were willing to come talk to me. I could have been a whole ass heterosexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like to that, me, that's that would I would be like, about. oh, so you trying to get my number like right now? Like right now, right? Like now. right? Like you? Oh, okay. Like, like that okay. would be yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, um, confidence is key. Like, if, if you want to get up in me, like, not, oh my gosh, not get up in me. I that completely wrong. If you want to slide in my DMs or, or something like that, like, talk to me, like, just shoot your shot, go for it, and I'll make my decision if I'm interested or not. Like, seriously, I think that's how shit should go. Like, don't, generally, when, 
if you're too scared to do something, then I don't want to be bothered with it. Like, because mm. if you're scared to do that, then what else are the, the fuck are you scared to do? Right. Like, if just saying hello freaks you out, then what else is there? Right. Right. So, what kind of men do you find yourself naturally drawn to? Like, I'm naturally drawn to that business type of guy who, um, you know, works in corporate America or works, um, you know, in in spaces where he has to put on a suit every day or something mm. like that. Um, I'm just drawn to that, I guess, because that's what I do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that's really, really comfortable for me. I've never been drawn to guys that didn't put on a suit every day, honestly. Really? Um, so you're not you're not into like hood boogers, as they no, call them? No, I'm not into hood boogers, as they call them. Um, I'm definitely into clean cut guys who um you know are required to you know present in a carry certain themselves kind of, a certain kind of way yeah who are required to present themselves in a more business savvy kind of way because that's just how i present myself and so i am into that it, it it's it's definitely a comfortable place for me you old classy hoe. You, you I'm a you, old, old, old sophisticated nasty, <laughs> white white collar <laughs> blue uh, blue plate <laughs> first, <laughs> first flies oh, bitch. Um, For me I I tend to find myself More naturally drawn to Mysterious men Like people that are like Hmm I wonder what that person's about Like they don't say much They don't make a Big deal of like A big scene but they can at the same time own a room. And I think it's because I'm I'm very like reserved. So when someone cannot when someone can walk into a room and they just like command attention and their presence is felt when they're in the room, that to me is really attractive. I think because I like I said I'm very I, I'm very reserved. At least until you get to know me. Like once once I'm cool around people then I'm fun, I'm a little goofy. But for the most part, if anybody ever like sees me, I, like I'm very reserved. I I to myself, I'm quiet. I don't talk much. Sometimes people misread that as me being rude or me being standoffish or me being quote unquote intimidating, but I really just don't because I don't like small talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm an awkward person. So I don't like small talk. So I think someone that is like quietly confident. Quietly confident. They're strong in like the way they walk and the way they talk. Like that to me, which is, which is why I like, I kind of like, mm. and I always say like, I have a variety of tastes. I don't just like, you know, yeah, any I one too. kind. Like, yeah, but I, I, the one I think a common denominator is like a quiet confidence is what I usually find myself drawn to. A quiet confidence. Yeah, a quiet confidence. What's really interesting is that growing up, a lot of the guys that I dated were a little bit more rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I got older and kind of got into, I guess my professional career, it 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 shifted. You know. Mm. So, yeah, I do like a man in a good suit, though. I mean, come on now, who don't who don't want to see there a man was, in a nice tailor suit? There was this. Come it's, on. Listen, there was this Italian guy at my last my last property, 
And he, again, wasn't, like, if, if I was to show people a picture of him, they would be like, no way. Because, quote unquote, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't meet my quote unquote preferences. You know, the tall, because he's not even black, he's Italian. Um, he's not tall, he's not like super masculine, like, you know, he's not like hard. He's not any of the things that people would say that I'm normally attracted to. But, like, he dressed his ass off. Like, dress... Suits were tailored to the nines. You would literally... It was so funny. People would always know when he was coming around the corner because you could hear his shoes. And it wasn't... No, no. And the funny thing is, it wasn't a click-clack because these were, like, real Italian expensive shoes. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a loud, like, a thud, like a doo. Yeah. Like, you heard him coming. And every single time I saw him, I would be like, ooh. Like, I would quiver because he was so... Fine, like so well put together, so like well groomed, so neat, and just. But he was con, like you could just tell he, you just knew that nigga knew he looked good, like you knew. And the thing is, he's not even the most conventionally attractive person, but like to me, his his confidence, and he was a little arrogant, just a little, just a little. Like <laughs> the people that work with him knew he was a little arrogant. But it, it was be sexy sometimes. It was so sexy to me. I was like, this nigga, like he, because he knows his shit. Like, there's nothing you could quiz him on or ask him about in regards to his department or what he does that he wasn't spot on with. And that shit to me, we'd be in meetings and I'd be like, you better know your, you better know. Yes, you know things. You, which is another thing. If you can teach me something, I find that oh, very attractive. Come on now. Yes, Very like it's nothing better than somebody schooling you on something. Absolutely, like like put me on game, please. Right, and it's, like why do I also have to be the one schooling I was, y'all I was, on everything? I was just gonna say that because I always find myself speaking from a, a place of knowledge and authority, and you know I know mm-hmm. things. Um, I'm I'm playing, <laughs> but no, I do usually find myself speaking from a place of knowledge because I'm blessed to have been able to travel. Um, I'm blessed to like grow up with a father that instilled a lot of things into me. Now there's a lot like if we discuss sports off bat, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like <laughs> you got that all day, twenty four seven. But when it comes to a lot of other things, I I I I'm, I can thankfully speak from a place of knowledge, right? I'm I'm informed. So when someone else can teach me things, I'm like, wow, that is you are automatically fine. Like, I did not know that. And look at you knowing things. That's, that's, just like, really random. If I see a man reading on the train, I'm always like, hmm. Yeah. You're not just listening to music like the rest of us, huh? Look at you. What is, what is your, hmm, what's going on over there? You're smart. I like that. Which is really basic. Like, someone reading, it's super basic. But, I don't know. I find that to be really attractive. Um, And my last question for you is, what are three of your absolute 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 relationship deal breakers like this is a no like you will not put up with this number one number one in fucking decisiveness (laughs) if you don't know what the fuck is happening within your own psyche your own body what you want within this relationship like how you want things to go when you want them to happen just the dynamics if, if you don't just know how you want to function how you want to move for your own self how can you even decide how you're going to act in this relationship like just someone who's really d- 
decisive in their decision making and in, in everything they say, everything they do. Like, be matter of fact about your shit. Like, never. The worst thing you can do for me is to be unsure. Mm. Like, I don't be unsure. Be sure. Be sure. That's numero uno. Uh, second deal breaker for me, obviously, liars. You know, just un- people that are just untruthful. And, and I feel like a lot of people just lie over what we on the opposite end may look at as just the silliest things. But obviously mm-hmm. to them, the person that's lying, they're lying for a very specific reason. So a deal breaker for me is someone that's not able to express themselves honestly and, and, and effectively. Like if you, if you can't tell me what's happening and why you're feeling this way, then it's like, again, what, what, what are we doing? Mm. Like what have we been cultivating this whole time that you can't express to me and, and say, Hey babe, this is what's happening within my life or, what, however you need to say it, like if we can't, can't if, we, if we can't have those come to Jesus moments, then again, what are we really doing here, sis? <laughs> um, and my third deal breaker, somebody who's not into me, um, somebody who doesn't take the time to really learn me, mm. and somebody who doesn't take the time to actually want to cultivate a future um, with me. That's real. You know, I think those are my three deal breakers. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah I would like, say for me, my three absolute deal breakers. One, habitual negative behavior. Oh. That's my absolute number one. If, because, okay, people make mistakes, people do things. Right, but if you and then my number one leads to my number two. If you continuously do something that is negative, and I've already expressed to you that I don't like this thing, and this and it hurts you, and it hurts me, and yet you continue to do it, absolutely not, because that's number two, disrespectful. Never in your never in your life are you gonna disrespect me. I don't play that disrespect shit. I don't take it from my... I don't take it from my father. Okay? So, I don't take kindly to being disrespected, and I'm not going to deal with it from someone that's supposed to be my significant other. You better take that shit somewhere else. Okay? Because that don't live here anymore. It never moved in, actually. It didn't sign the lease. So, if you're a habitual cheater, if you are a habitual liar you going to do that shit with somebody else because <laughs> it's not it's not standing over here it's not um and then like i said disrespect is my number 2 and my ter- number 2 leads into my number 3 if you ever in your cotton picking ass mind <laughs> think you are going to embarrass me in public ooh let me tell you something yeah. Although I never want to be in an re- abusive relationship, yeah. I never could. I would literally get killed because I would try and kill that nigga. Um, if you were to even yell at me in public, yeah. you can yell at me all day. I'm going to ignore you. You can yell at me all day in the house. Yeah. If you 
if I step outside the front door to get the mail and your voice is still raised. You're trying to shame me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Absolutely not. Yeah. When I say absolutely not. I'm that's that's number one. That's actually number one on my 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 list. You will not disrespect me in public. You might get crazy and like tell me to shut the fuck up when we in the house. But if we're at like a restaurant or something and say, you know, we were discussing something that led to a slight argument, and you're like, "Man, shut the fuck up." I'm going to kindly excuse myself from the table and leave you with the full bill. I'm going home and I'm packing my shit. Because no, never, no way in hell, no way in hell would I allow that. Like, no. So yeah. all three of mine, like, flow into each other. They but do. Those are <laughs> those are my three. You'll never. They're all, they're all very related. And yeah. It, yeah. Just bad behavior. Yeah. Shit. Overall. Yeah. I just don't, don't, know. Those are absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Because all of those would lead to me like well actually no because I'm really weird whenever I'm whenever I'm really upset I shut down I'm like a brick I don't talk I don't like I just I I freeze if you will so I just don't yeah yeah those are those are my three uh, deal breakers but that was it for this week's growing up gay segment hope you all enjoyed that um i am going to do a questionnaire to go along with this and i promise i'm gonna actually do one because the last time i promised you i was gonna do one i ain't doing i wrote it up but i never posted it on our twitter <laughs> so please make sure you follow along and answer these same questions because i would love to see um this discussion i think it's a great one and also if your bae is on the timeline if your crush is on the time i'm trying to like help y'all out and like you know let them know how they should step to y'all and like uh-huh, uh-huh, how they need uh-huh. to act. So do yourself a favor by answering these questions. So that these way they'll know. Thank you. you know what I mean, like, look out for yourself. Um, <laughs> but that was it for this week's growing up gay. Um, thank you all for listening. Before we go, is there anything that you wanted to touch on, Malik? Anything in the the world? I did kind of want to discuss the Grammys a bit, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. The Grammy nominations are out, and yes. um, my queen and uh, her husband have a nomination uh, for summer. Let's for best, I think summertime. it's for best contemporary. No, yes. be in each other's arms. Let it breathe. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna drown in the depths of you. Yeah, Sing yeah. it. Sing it. I love that song so much. That is such a beautiful vocal. Like it it, 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 it truly. I mean, yeah. Come on now. She was all singing. Her, all of her vocals are, are beautiful and and, yeah. and perfect. But it was like subdued and it was like honey. It really was when she was very like, Lauren Hill about the situation. Oh, how I feel. Oh my God, that's such a song. Shout out to them. They deserve that. They better win. They deserve that. Yeah. Yes. A vocal. Yeah. <laughs> a vocal. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so Cardi B showed out up and out um her the singer her um was the biggest surprise of the night for me for her to get nominated for album of the album year, of the year. massive mm-hmm. she's one of maybe like five black women that have been nominated for album of the year in the past 10 years because i know rihanna was nominated twice b was nominated twice or three times twice uh beyonce in the past 10 years 
twice, right? For self title. I, I said it's ten I am was yes, eight, two thousand eight, yes, you're right. I yeah. am. So I three am. so three times for her. Um for Beyonce. Um Janelle Monet also nominated for album. I was really, really happy for Janelle Monet. I don't know if you guys watched the nominations uh nomination special. Um but she was uh interviewing um she was not interviewing. She was announcing some of the nominations, and when they read her nomination, she was sitting there, and she did. She had no clue what was going on, and she had a really beautiful, genuine moment where she started to tear up, and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening!" And like, she really started to tear up, and I was really happy for her because Janelle, Janelle is one of those artists that like doesn't. Although she's very well respected, she doesn't always get her just due. Yeah, and I feel like her the album was beautiful a great body of work the visual was really beautiful um so it's great to see that she got her things you know she got her nomination um have any other black women been nominated for album of the year in the past 10 years i can't think of anyone else rihanna Uh, beyonce i mean listen no one i'm I'm drawing a blank (laughs) me too um also lma so it was a really good year for black women because LMA yes. is also nominated for, I believe, Song Best of the Year. Best New Artist, right? She's nominated no, for, no, oh. for that, but she's also nominated for Song of the Year. Okay. For Boot Up, which yeah. is, again, major. And, you know, people talk about R&B being dead or whatever the case may be. is, But and for her and LMA, two R&B R&B artists, to be nominated, like, in, in leading categories at the Grammys? Yeah. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. dope. Um, Kendrick Lamar, and again, SZA. Another year for black women. Uh, yes. SZA is nominated for um, All of the Stars alongside... I love that song. Alongside Kendrick Lamar. I believe for Record of the Year. Not Song of the Year, but Record of the Year. Because, um, you know, so one that- one is awarded to the artists and the other is awarded to the songwriters. So there's a difference there. Um, what were you saying? Yeah, I was going to say that SZA just was... Uh, Honored by Billboard a few weeks ago. Yes, for her uh, Innovator Award. So yeah, because they, they yeah the Billboard does their um, annual uh, uh, Woman of the Year awards, mm-hmm. and they uh, I think she was the Rule Breaker if I'm not mistaken. Rule Breaker. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um. So shout out to Squirt Squirt Onigas. <laughs> she did that. Um. What else? Were there any? surprises for you I at think the Cardi got five nominations she did she's the most nominated uh woman of the night yeah shout so, out to Cardi. you know shout out to her Nikki didn't get any nominations I know people were pressed about that were uh, they why would you be although Chun listen Chun Li is that girl oh yeah and I so mean, is I mean, good form. Good form. The beat, the beat goes off. I mean, listen, her album was not terrible. She had some bops on the album. You know what's funny? I've heard the same same argument from a few. I haven't listened to it because it's hard for me to listen to people that I, I don't care for. And As Nikki people? is one of those. Yeah, and Nikki's one of those people. And it's like, I wish I could care for Nikki because she seems like she's a fun girl. But there's a lot of her that's just destructive. Like this new guy that she's with. Let's get into that. Ooh, oh my god! Is a registered sex offender, and yes, and a felon, and he's been arrested like forty-five times, <laughs> like, and not like picked up. Like he's been like mugshot, arrested, like so many times. And this woman, and here's the thing: not to sound like 
any kind of way. But for someone at Nikki's stature, if you are willing to align yourself, which she's always been willing to align herself with tragic men, that's just a, a, a thing that's a part of her pattern. But if you're willing to go this hard for this kind of a man, it it's really alarming to me because, again, not to sound shallow, but, like, have you seen the gentleman? I've he, briefly, I've briefly seen his face, but he didn't look like a model. He looks not even a model. Like if he was some big fine nigga, I could understand, right? He literally looks like someone that you can see pumping gas in the West End. Like, <laughs> he, he, like I just don't like. Shit, he's that regular. Regular, like regular, regular, like even like. He's like it's just weird. Like if it, even if it was like a Meek Mill kind of not like a not famous Meek Mill, not that Meek Mill because I'm not attracted to him at all. But like I would kind of get it. But dude is like maybe five seven, has like super skinny legs. Um, and again, I'm not like shaming or anything, but it's just like it's alarming because Nikki is so grandiose, and she's so like. Over the top, and she's so in your face with how, you know, and she's she and is. she's also very performative. She's one of those like, oh my man is this kind of you know what I mean? Like she's one of those. She seems like someone that would date up. Nikki seems yeah. like someone that would date up just for the sake of saying that she's dating up. Like when they were saying she was dating Lewis Hamilton, it made sense, right? Because I don't think Lewis Lewis ain't a big fan nigga. Like he's cute, but like. He's not like some big fine hood nigger or anything. You know what I mean? Like he's he's also a little. I mean he's attractive, but he's yeah. But he's like very wealthy. Not very wealthy. He's successful. He has money. It made sense. So something for about me, this relationship that that she's in with this guy now seems like she really wanted a guy who needed her more than like it seems like. With Safari, he he maybe needed her more than she needed him. He need... And I'm now sorry, <laughs> maybe she's like repeating that same behavior of like wanting to date really needy guys or or guys that she could potentially put on or they could benefit from her in some kind of way. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. You know what's funny? I said it, it was very on brand for the bird that is truly Nicki Minaj. And when I say Nicki Minaj, I should re- rephrase that. It's very on brand for the bird that is Onika Mirage. Right, because at the end of the day, Nikki's a bird from Queens, and dude seems like the hood scammer nigga that like you don't know why your niece is, is attracted to him, but she is. But she is, and like he comes around in like his BMW truck, and like he buys her Gucci bags, but you know that like he's scamming. And he's gonna go to jail like in the next three to five years, so she needs to make the best of it now. <laughs> so you, yeah. so like it's very like on brand for that kind of girl. Like it's like the the hot girl in the hood who's dating like the not attractive but bossy hood nigga. Yeah, it's very that. But it's strange because I'm like you're, you do realize you're Nicki Minaj, right? Like you, you yes. do know and, that you're. And, and I think for for me, I think that's even more reason why I think she's doing it because she is Nicki Minaj like I'm Nicki Minaj I, 
I can do what the fuck I want to do. I can date anybody. I can make anything look good. Look at what I did. But no, before. this can't look good. <laughs> like, see, the thing was like, like it's that's and see here's the and see that's my, the argument that I was getting to. It would be one thing if this was some nothing ass nigga, but he was fine. Because we all know a super fine nigga that ain't doing nothing with his life. Yeah. Like nothing. Probably throwing some great penis, but like doing nothing with it. And if this, if that was the case, I'd be like, oh, I get it. She's fully willing to take care of someone. But like, you're willing to ruin your brand, everything you've built over him. It just doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Yeah, so I think that's it for this week, you all. Is there anything else you want to touch on, Malik? Queen be cute, global citizens. Yes, she did. And she's pregnant. Claiming it here, you've heard it, Beyonce's pregnant. When I'm right, I want all of my things. I want the exclusive. Um, It's not going to people. It better go to growing up gay. Um, I want all credit because she's pregnant. You think so? Yes. And I can't wait. I think the baby's probably going to be due maybe late summer. <gasps> A midsummer's night baby. Bam. Let's let's see. We'll see. But <laughs> that's it this, for this week, you all. Hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week ahead. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to follow us on all of our socials. You can go to growingupgay.com. Again, that's growing, no G, upgay.com. We can go to our Twitters, our personal Twitter. Mine is underscore V-A-U-N. Mine is Yo Malik, Y-O-M-A-L-I-K. Follow us on Instagram at uh, growing, G-R-W-N, upgay. Twitter, Vaughn. My Instagram is Vonagram, but there's nothing on there right now, so you don't have to follow me. You can wait until, like, give me until, like, a cute March. March? March? A March, you know maybe? What? We're doing a photo shoot, so Vaughn will have pictures in. Right. So, you know, we're going to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, okay? Stay tuned. <laughs> anyway, y'all have a good day. Bye.